the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Dorothy, Toto, be careful out there. Oh, it's a tornado warning until 11 p.m.? Wait, you're like poo-poo. I, I don't want to catch you on technicality. What? It wasn't a tornado. What was what? Cyclone. What's the difference between a tornado and a cyclone? Uh, a cyclone is sim- more similar to, well, it's, a tornado also has has rain. I think cyclones only wind. All right. Any meteorologist out there can call 1-800-320-8255 and tell me how wrong I am. I'm 30 seconds into the show already being corrected. I was just trying to help. Thank you. How's your day? I mean, it's good. It's good. We have, we have a couple great subjects we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. Yeah, it's an it's a f- all-female lineup. It is an all-female lineup. Which just kind of was just happened. It wasn't, you know. Were you trying to reach out? No, I was not. I just, Mikey was trying to reach out. I'm just booking and, you know, talking and thinking and what, what's of interest to us. And it just happened that way. That's not all. only that, though, we're going to uh, talk about a brand new West Side Story that's being produced. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Alex Trebek being booed, which I think is sad. I don't know if we need to boo Alex Trebek. Well, maybe he inserted himself a little too deeply in the proceedings. People who are... Uh, Alex, uh, 44 inappropriate audience behavior. <laughs> I don't... I, Anyway, that's coming up a little later. I mean, you in know, it's not show. about Alex all the time. Four fifty. We're going to talk about Alex Trebek. Okay. Maybe a little bit about the about the governor. We're not sure though. Mr. Wolf. Um, we're going to talk about people who are Instagramming their uh, school lunches to try to one up the other mom, mm. which is sick behavior. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I want to know if you think that it's ethical to choose your baby's eye color. It's oh, your baby. All coming up on today's ride. Home. All right. Okay. But first. Okay. First. Uh, we find out today that Le'Veon Bell has decided mm. that he is going to return to the Steelers during their bye week, which I believe is week seven. Okay, so I would say don't play the guy. Just let him sit on the bench. Just let him sit. He has ruined yeah. the Steelers season for me. Pretty much so. I, he really has. Yeah. I mean, just The attitude of it is so awful. So we're all supposed to like applaud and go, yay, like, welcome just, back. It, it, all it does is ruin things for the fans. That's all it does. I mean, people say all the time, oh, no, no, Kathy, you have to recognize this is a business. I get that it's a business. But when I sit down to watch a game at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock on a Sunday, I don't want to watch a business. I want to watch an athletic event. I want to watch a contest. And he just wrecks it. He just wrecks it because it's just business, business, business all the time. And it's just my interest in the Steelers season is 50% of what it was last year. Oh, come on, Emma. Because they're losing? No. No, if they were winning, no, you'd still be okay. No, because of him. Because I hate, I, I hate what this has done to the team. I dislike what it's done to the city. And it just makes me realize the stuff I hate about sports, when all I really want to do is love sports for its diversionary capability. Yeah, well, there was a time and a day that that was possible, but uh, it's, that's long gone. Just hacks me off. 
stop now, please. <laughs> Look, don't you want to watch people who are on a team, who want to win as a team, who want to actually accomplish something? Yeah, sure. Or do you want to watch someone that's just checking off the number of zeros on his payday. account statement? Yeah, it's, it's just what it is. Anyway, let's talk about meat. Meat? Yeah. All right. Wait, that's where we're going, right? Why that's are we talking about meat? Because uh, when's the last time you went to your local neighborhood butcher? Your butcher. I don't have a local neighborhood butcher. Uh-huh. I mean, I went. There's the problem. I, all the years I was growing up, we went to the quote meat market. Where's the meat market? Well, there was a meat market on Center Avenue when I was a little kid. Uh, I grew up in Ross Township. It's a butcher, right? Yeah, there was a. Of course, that's where the mm-hmm. butcher lived. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't live there, but he worked there. Right. He was there all the time at the meat market. And then after that meat market closed, then one opened uh, Lodex meat market opened up on in uh, North Hills Village on McKnight mm-hmm. Road. Still there? And we went, no. Long gone. We went there, and I bet that was gone by 1982. Hmm. Gone. Finished. Yeah. And I I mean, the only you know meat market, quote unquote, that I go to is the one at my local Giant Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, so there's Do you a, have a meat market? Well, growing up, we had a corner store that was Butler's, and Butler's was owned by a guy named Sam. I don't know. I never knew Sam's last name. But he essentially was a butcher. I mean, <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I ever got from Sam was chipped ham. But I do know that you know he'd open up a free or a, a refrigerated place, and there were pieces of beef hanging there, and you could see him with a meat cleaver whacking away at that it. That sounds like a butcher. That's exactly what I thought. I assumed that as much. <laughs> now, when we lived in Bloomfield for many a year, there was a butcher on um, in Shadyside, which uh, was like part of a family grocery store, and then they were bought out, the poor guy, and uh, became a, a bar. And then later on in Bloomfield, after we had left, right on Liberty Avenue, there was a butcher there for a few years. But he's now since gone his way as well. Anyway, in today's Tribune Review, there is an article, Five Pittsburgh Area Butchers That Make the Cut. There you go. I'd like to have a chop. Wait. It's a butcher sound effect. Mike. It's cutting meat. Yeah. It's impressive that you found that sort of thing. Yeah. Takes me back to Lodex on McKnight Road in North Hills Village. Wait. Sounds like he's mopping the floor. <laughs> Maybe he's doing both things Maybe. simultaneously. It's pretty impressive. He's cutting the meat, you know. Mike, do you ever remember? Did you go to a meat market or a butcher when you were little? Um, in no. Newcastle? No, no butchers in Newcastle? No I bet butchers. there are. I mean, I'm sure there is, but I've, I've never gone to one. I've probably gone to one when I was probably three or four or five, mm-hmm. but I don't remember mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> Didn't stick with you. Didn't stick. All it right. sounds kind of vague. It does. Sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to say here? I probably went when I was three, four, or five, but I don't remember. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like some of the testimony we heard last week. <laughs> it does. I don't remember who took me there. I don't remember who took me back home after I went to the butcher. But you may have been at the butchers. I am pretty I sure. Let's not digress into politics here, okay? So apparently there's still five butchers, at least at least five butchers in the Pittsburgh area. it was red meat or white meat. Stop now. Tom's Friday Market on in Brighton Heights. Uh, oh, wait. I've heard about this place. I hear that, that he makes great kielbasa. Oh, really? But I've never been there, and that's really? not very far from where I live. Well, they've been open since 1955. Their most famous – oh, oh, a lot of celebrities stop by uh, Tom's. Lou Ferrigno, uh, Carol Burnett, Dom DeLuise, oh. Sylvester Stallone. All these people stop by Tom's. But we, I haven't stopped no, by Tom's. No. How about, though, you're in the strip every week. I am. Strip District Meats yep. Inc. Right, that's on between 21st and 22nd. 65 years they've been in business. How about Weiss Meats in Pleasant Hills? They've been around since 1948. 
And I'm going to butcher this name. You're a pole, so maybe you do oh, better. Boy. Oh, here you go. Oh, boy. See my fingers? Oh, Pod Millsacks Market. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the butcher. I, don't, I don't think that's Polish. No. Nope. Uh, they're in Cheswick. And uh, Joe's Butcher Shop in Pitcairn. How about that? He's been open since 76. That's a very super niche business. Okay, so so who are these people, and why? I mean, why why are they collected together in this article? Well, because they're saying you know Pittsburgh have a love affair with meat, and of course the big box stores, you know, you can go into Giant Eagle and get just get your cut of meat, but the lone butcher is. It's like a shoemaker. Right. It's right. Something that's long disappearing from. I have a question. Yes, sir. Can you bring your own? game meat there and they could butcher it mm-hmm. that's a good question that's a good question well, i don't know about that or do they already have their own type of meat i would that think you- that they'd be leery of you walking in there with you know strange meat where'd this meat Road come kill. from mm-hmm. when i lived in new york city occasionally you'd come up you'd come like up from the subway like uh, you know uh, you're <laughs> under someone would be carrying meat Listen, you'd come up out of the subway, and there'd be a guy with a big silver tray selling meat at the entrance to the subway. Come on. No, I kid you not. And people actually bought it. Oh, my God. People are buying meat in the subway. That's yeah, revolting. It's horrific. That's I can imagine what that would be like. absolutely sickening. Did you ever read The Jungle? Yes, of course. Up to yeah, St. Clair. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, awful. That's, uh, that'll make you vegetarian. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it will. It will. Believe me. It's, you know, the meatpacking district in Chicago. It's the hard. turn of the. I got to be honest. You know, we're, we're living in this, you know, pescatarian household. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this now for two or three years. Because, How are you feeling? Uh, well, I feel fine about it most of the time. I get to this place, you know, funny. We were just talking about this last night. I get to this place like maybe six or eight weeks since I've had beef yeah. when I start to obsess about it like i start to think about it a lot it just spontaneously Mm. comes up i've actually dreamt about burgers really so i think that must be i I wonder if it's like a you know my iron is low or something i don't know what it is but i begin longing for red meat it's your ancient ancestors calling out to you that could be anyway up to that up to that point though we could talk about fishmongers oh i was just at the uh I was just at hey, Woolies, Woolies. As, every Friday, and I had the best swordfish. Did you? The, this week's swordfish is the best swordfish mm. I've had for years. Mm. It was so outstanding. I love a swordfish. Oh, my gosh. Me too. Yeah, that's good oh, stuff. Oh, man alive. Well, congratulations to the five Pittsburgh butchers. Who made the cut. I like that. Yeah. And to that poor butcher who's using his meat as a mop. The worst sound effect possibly ever. <laughs> and maybe maybe selling it in the subway of Could be. Manhattan. That's just awful. Anyway, take a break. <laughs> there he is again. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about boundaries for your soul, how to turn your overwhelming thoughts and feelings about meat into your greatest allies. Stick around. <laughs> Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. And here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It gives me inspiration and hope. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family. And we would love for you to tell us about it. It's really encouraging to me. Whenever I need to be uplifted, there's something on to uplift me. So visit wordfm.com slash story. Record a video message and share your story with us.
us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. It's encouraging. It's inspiring, and it lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. Visit wordfm.com slash story and share your video. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees, clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0600. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Being a Word FM fan club member is the fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at a free Amazon Echo, courtesy of Trinity Jewelers. What are you waiting for? Visit wordfm.com and join for free today. Kath has this uh, bulletin board in her office, and she has various quotes. One of the quotes which I've, I've taken from that board and written it down in my folder is this. Think right, act right, feel right. Bruce Bickle. Bruce Bickle, mm-hmm. yeah. Think right, act right, feel right. I, that's pretty good advice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I guess the question is, how do you start to think right? Mm-hmm. Um Allison, Dr. Allison Cook is with us. Dr. Cook is a counselor, a speaker, a writer who specializes in integration of faith and psychology. And uh, she has uh, co-written a brand new work called Boundaries for Your Soul, How to Turn Your Overwhelming Thoughts and Feelings into Your Greatest Allies. Allison, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? So much for having me. Yeah, we're happy to have you, Allison. And I, uh, you know, we don't have a copy of this book, but I would love to see it because so much of what I've read about it is just, I think, is right on the mark. But let's start with this: How about your idea that people have two opposite, unhealthy ways of relating to emotions, especially ones that are painful? We either keep them too close, or we try to push them too far away, and both extreme messes us up. Exactly. Um, you, you've, you've done your research. Um, that, that was the, the main idea that, that Kim and I realized as we were developing this model is just as people in our life, just as we need to have interpersonal boundaries with other people, people can be too close. We need a little healthy distance. People can be too far away. The same is true of our emotions. And some people tend toward, toward shoving their emotions aside and just denying them, burying them. And that's not healthy. They, our emotions are valuable. They're God-given. We know that Jesus had emotions. Um, they have things to teach us, but they can also get too close to us. And then they take charge of us instead of us taking charge of them. Yeah. So, Allison, um, the word soul, would you define that? Because um, I'm not quite sure You know, we understand fully what exactly that means, what it entails. Yeah, for the, for the purpose of the book, we really are just talking about... Um, the, the feelings, thoughts, 
behavior of the will in humans that that is separate from the physical body. So we're not we're not getting into anything more complex than that. Just the idea that the soul is is kind of the non-physical part of who we are. I see. It's where we have our emotions, our thoughts. You know the. Where we develop our patterns of habits and behaviors. Yeah, and so with the soul, then you're saying that boundaries are important. And can you go into that a little bit about the importance of boundaries? Yeah. So what the model that we've we've sort of learned about uh, it's it's a fast growing model of therapy in secular circles, um, and we've integrated it essentially with a Christian theology. But it it describes three parts to the soul. And, and suggests that every everybody, and we all relate to these, has manager parts, and these are just parts of the soul that we tend to lead with. They're the parts we show up with on radio, where we're trying to do our best best job. We all have firefighter parts. We we all have parts of us that want to escape um, pain, that want to just check out. And then we all have these what what the model what we refer to as exiles, more vulnerable parts of us. And those are the, the parts of us, the emotions, the feelings that we'd rather the world not see, the, the, the pain, the insecurities, the, the loneliness, the doubts. And, and these are all just, you know, what we mean by part of the soul is just that just like the human body, um, you, you know, you need to locate where there's an injury. The same is true of the soul. And we can't see the soul, but you can experience when a part of your soul is is hurting when any one of the when, when you have any sort of an extreme reaction or an extreme emotional response that's that's a, a cue that that there's a part of your soul that's in need of care and has either gotten too close or too far hmm. Allison years ago John and I um, in preparation for the show uh, found this article and it was entitled everybody should be in therapy and and uh, and so, of course, John and I were right on board with that. We were like, you know, heck yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. Um, so for people who are listening and they're thinking, you know what, this is all gobbledygook. This is like some kind of, you know, these are three crazy people who are talking about soul and emotion or whatever. I just want to get up and go to work in the morning. And, you know, the less mm-hmm. I think about that sort of thing, the better. What do you say? Well, I, I, I tend to say this to people. We don't we don't be our physical health that way. We know that we need to tend if we want to be healthy physically, we need to do things to ensure that we're taking care of our physical bodies. And so that's, to me, that's the same about our mental health, about our spiritual health. There are things we need to do to ensure that we're, we're staying spirit, healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And counseling is a fantastic way to do that. Um, I see clients all over the, I see those who have had major traumas that they need specific help to recover from. I see, I see uh, folks who are in ministry and just really want someone to check in with them and make sure they're staying healthy and whole and balanced so they can be really healthy for the people they're serving. And I admire mm-hmm. that. And I think it's any different than taking care of our, our physical bodies. Yeah. So, Allison, as a therapist, have you seen with, you know, the rise in Facebook and Instagram and all that, you know, that is so close to the soul. I mean, you know, we're, we're so close. And I think it creates chaos in our own minds, even the casual user, where, you know, posting and engaging and comparing and all that. It seems to me that it's really toxic and destructive. I'm much healthier when I'm not around social media. And I'm sure clients of yours come in and there's got to be a rise in soul sickness because of that. There we're all too close to each other, too close to our own thoughts that makes us neurotic. Yeah, I, it was funny. I was just 
I was just saying to someone, you, you nailed it with the word comparing. I, a week, I don't have a week go by that I don't have at least a handful of clients dealing with that, that comparison sickness of seeing. Because what happens is with social media, you, you get this glimpse into other people's private lives mm-hmm. that we're not really supposed to have. And so all of a sudden you have that data. And if you're not equipped to process that and have healthy boundaries around how you process that, it can do great um, destruction to your sense of um, self-worth, your sense of who you are before God. I actually wrote an ebook um, on my website about this very thing, about this idea of she's better than me, you know, he's better than me, you know. <laughs> and when, when, you know, the way we were intended to live in communities, we don't get this little window into our neighbor's kitchen every day. Sure. Um, and so it is very difficult. And you can establish healthy boundaries with it and with the parts of your soul. It doesn't have to be all bad, but it's absolutely um, something that people need to pay attention to. Mm. So this paying attention, I think that's something that we just are bad at right now. Um, I think because of our distracted culture, I think it makes distracted people and distracted people are just become over time more and more unable to pay attention to anything. So we're talking about paying attention to ourselves and, you know, monitoring our own behavior and our own internal health and emotional stability and our spiritual strength and all those sorts of things. But if we can't even pay attention to you know, a book for 30 minutes, we're certainly not going to be able to pay attention to like the state of our soul. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good point. I mean, so much of what we do and so much of what this approach is about is, as, as uh, folks read, pick up the book, is, is slowing down to become more aware of your reactions in any given moment. Mm. And it's healthy. I mean, this is all the neuroscience is showing that our brains need this. It's, it's healthier. This is how our, our, when we're, when we're mindful, when we're aware, you know, not, not overly so, but just a healthy awareness of who we are, how we're interacting with those around us. Um, it's better for our brains. Um, it's better for our health. Um, but it is, again, that's why I admire people who go to counseling. And, and it's not, it's because they're trying to create a structure, a place where they can just yeah. take that breath, slow down, pay attention, because our culture doesn't really um, foster that. Dr. Allison Cook is with us. She's co-written a new book called Boundaries for Your Soul, How to Turn Your Overwhelming Thoughts and Feelings into Your Greatest Allies. So, Dr. Cook, talk to us about, I mean, I I love that you're a therapist, and especially with the overlay of a Christian therapist. Talk to us about the Holy Spirit in your work and how the Holy Spirit, you know, is, is in some ways... Um, a tool for boundaries. Yeah, so we, you know, my my whole graduate, my whole quest in my graduate training was to, to sort out how um, the the spirit or or um, our faith can come together with mental health. And this this model was just sort of such a beautiful way for me to see that how God has equipped us by giving us His Holy Spirit who lives within us who is God's imminence, we, we know, who knows us intimately, that we have access to what Henry Nowen calls that inner voice of love or the sacred space within where we can, and, and all neuroscience backs this up, where we can observe or be present with ourselves even as we're experiencing different emotions. And when you gain access to that Holy Spirit inside and become more mindful of that, 
you can in any given moment, again, this, this is we talk about leadership, you can lead your emotions. You can acknowledge them, you can be present with them, but when they're coming into contact with the Holy Spirit who lives within, they begin to transform. And instead of taking you over, they gain proper perspective. Mm. Um, so the Holy Spirit's just an amazing resource. I feel like an untapped resource. And it's not magic, it's, but it's a practice. I mean, you know, it's the old Brother Lawrence is practicing the presence of God, mm-hmm. but, but sort of done in a way that takes into account our, the multifaceted nature of our psychological makeup. Right. So uh, our time's just about up, but you know, I, I want to say thanks for you being uh, for you being with us, and I'd love for you to send your book so that John and I could give it a give it a look see, and then perhaps have you back on the show. Oh, I'd be happy to. I'll, I'll touch, touch base with y'all to get a get an address where I can send it off to. Fantastic, right. Dr. Allison Cook. She is a counselor, a speaker, a writer who specializes in, in, in the integration of faith and psychology. That's really good, isn't it? It is. Boundaries for your soul, how to turn your overwhelming thoughts and feelings into your greatest allies. I love this. Hey, I'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll reset the clock. we got a lot more ahead. We're just starting the show, so stay with us. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a Compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower co-pays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Now, you know that Marley, they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance because they provide both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. 
plans. But now at Marley, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings up to 40%. So small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital of your choosing. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, wherever, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you. And also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, because you can forget about the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Todd Marley a call. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496, and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Tornado watch is in effect for the area until 11 o'clock this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and thunderstorms crossing the area during the evening hours tonight. Some locally strong early on, the low 58. Tomorrow, clouds breaking for some afternoon sun, high 75. Mostly cloudy, warm and humid Thursday with a couple of showers and thunderstorms around some heavy in the afternoon, 78. I'm Aki Weathers, Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. <laughs> I like to be in America, walk by me in America, everything free in America, in America. So check this out. West Side Story, originally a 1957 Broadway musical, being remade into a film by Steven Spielberg. The first time Spielberg has done a musical in his vaunted career. I mean, I can't imagine going from a drama to a musical. It's just a whole different world. Oh, my God. World. Is it ever? I'm sure he'll have um, good support around him. So word today, we bring this up because Baby Driver, uh, this movie, which was a really interesting film. It was about a car heist. Uh, the star of that film, Ansel Elgort, has been nabbed as uh, Tony for mm. the upcoming film. And uh, the remake uh, is going to be screen adapted by Tony Krishner. You know that name? Uh, Angels in America. He also wrote the screenplay for Spielberg's Lincoln. Mm. Um, apparently, um, there's going to be a huge, uh, diverse cast. You know, Do it, you know it, who's the Rita Moreno? No, I, I don't. What, what's, her, what's the name of her character? Uh, in this? I don't know. Tony and... Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. But you don't like the movie. You don't like the play. I've never seen the movie. You've never seen the movie? Mm-mm. Really? Never seen the movie. Uh, the play is not my favorite. I know that's very unpopular Have you because seen it? I, I've seen it many, men, I've seen it a lot. High school productions or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, yep. And uh, it's just not my favorite show. Yeah. Uh, I love the music. I mean, it's Leonard Bernstein's at his best. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were kids, when, when my kids were little, we used to play the soundtrack. And uh, maybe my kid was like 10 or so, my oldest boy. And I was like, let's watch this movie. And he was like, he's like, burst out crying. No way. I am not watching that movie because Tony, he dies at the end. And I do not want to see that. So it it is a piece of Americana. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's big, uh, big buzz about it. I look forward to seeing it. But we don't know who the lead female character is. No. 
too early on, I guess. You know, probably the big news is that Tony's been cast and probably in the weeks ahead. Supposedly a 2019 start to film. Have you seen any of those musicals live no, on TV? No, I've not. Like um, Jesus Christ Superstar Sound or music. Sound of Music or Hairspray. Have you seen any of those? No. And the How, big thing is they were live. Have you seen any of those, Mike? Yeah, a couple. I saw um, – was it Grease? Oh, oh yeah, did okay. they do Grease? Yeah, they did Grease, yeah. Okay. And um, the Hairspray is coming up. I, well, I'm not going to watch that. Oh, I thought they did oh, they Hairspray. Haven't, I thought – no, they already did Hairspray. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they um, – because – yeah, I feel like I saw the end of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, I love it. Anytime you're doing theater live, well, yeah, go, what the heck? But how how is what it that none of us have seen any of those? I don't know. There's something about watching live theater on television that loses its yeah. spark. Right. It's weird. Mm, yeah. Plus, it's funny. When I, I'm seeing live theater in a theater, it seems natural. Yeah. But my feeling about watching live theater on TV is that I'm afraid they're going to screw up. <laughs> Well, the kind of weird thing is, which you is know, weird because I'm not afraid of that when I go to the theater. Exactly. So when you see that, you know, the whole buzz is, oh my goodness, they're doing live theater on television. Well, well they live do live theater, theater every single night, every and single it, right. night, and it's like some big deal. And I the know. stars are taking some huge gamble, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's just theater. I mean, they've been doing that since you know time memoriam. I so John Legend got a lot of you know accolades for doing Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh right. Except that I dislike that that the musical production. so much. Yeah, yeah. But but I did want to see uh, Sound of Music. I just can't get around to. I don't know. I don't watch anything Any live on television. TV that's not sports. Nothing. Not mm. one thing. I don't watch anything. Really? You don't watch it? I watch American Pickers. No, that's, I don't I love watch that show. any show. I never think about it. I never really? think about it. Because I'm either watching sports or I'm watching something awesome. Huh. Like on Jack a- Ryan. Yeah. On Amazon or Netflix. Oh, that was excellent. That was really good. I'm, where I'm watching it again with my husband and child. Speaking of. Yes. Yeah. Is um, Stranger Things coming out again this October? I can't imagine. What? I don't know. That's if, too if fast. they are or not. That's too fast of a turnaround. Well, John hasn't even watched the second season. I'm not going yet. back. Why I'm not? not. I just not. I, I've just lost my taste for it. That's all. What do you mean you've lost your taste for it? You I can just, regain it. I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I was happy. I love the absolute terms. It's in which a you truth. Speak. Come on. No, yeah. I just lost my taste I did. for it. What I'm do not, you mean you know, you've lost? Just watch it and you regain it in about to. eight minutes. I'm not going to. You, <laughs> I just it went what, goes now, by. What now? Now it's a moral stance. No, no. I just see it and go. I saw season one. I liked it. Do I need to pick up season, season two? Is better. I, I just won't. found out it's coming. It's coming out in the summer of 2019. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I that is one of my favorite series I've seen in the last five years. Really, I just that love Jack Ryan. I love Jack. Jack Ryan, Ryan was good. I, love, I mean, there there have been a lot of, of good series. You know what you should watch? Hmm. Bosch. What is that? Bosch is on Amazon. What's what's Bosch? It's hard to keep up. Uh, Bosch is a series based on um, Michael Connelly's character Harry Bosch, which he's written about I don't know sixteen books about. Uh, he's a police investigator. Uh, they turned it into a TV show that I thought was going to be horrible because usually they are. You know, if you if you're invested in a book series and you see a TV show coming, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a disaster. But they were smart enough to have Michael Connelly, the author of the books, actually do the casting hmm. and write the screenplays. Really, along with someone who's of course better at TV than he is. Anyway, man, the the series are fantastic. Really, Bosch is a B O S C H. Yes, take like a spark plug. They're absolutely fantastic. The acting is Titus Welliver is a uh, Harry Bosch. He's one of my favorite actors currently working. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love him. Anyway, there's three seasons out. Uh, fourth is on the way. It's great. Uh, what do you find the time? Absolutely great. What do you find the time? I know. It's hard. It's a commitment. I mean, Bosch has, hasn't been out. I mean, it, it premiered three or four months ago. Seriously, by the time we get home. I mean, for the third season. 
you know, and we have dinner. It's I know. How eight you o'clock. Want, I know. Then I've got literally, I've got about two hours in me before I go. I, I need to go to bed. All right. Best. And we need to keep up with what's going on in the news. And, you know, we're always, you know, texting each other and sending, you know, this article back and forth, this and that. I'm in the right. middle of a great book series. I mean, it's just too much stuff. The best time now is probably on Sundays during a Steelers game. Amen. Oh, that's Because you rough. know why? Le'Veon Bell has wrecked hey. it. For me. Wait, just be a fan, though. You just can't abandon the ship. I'm not. I can't be a fan because because every time I look at the TV, it's something about Le'Veon Bell and how he's going to hold out and wait longer and maybe he's going to play, maybe he's not. Well, that means you're watching local news. I despise it. No, I mean the games. People are talking about him during the games. Okay. Take a break. Come back. What's up next? Oh, take heart. We are not the center of the universe. Amy Simpson's with us. Are you sure? Yep. WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit WordFM.com using the keyword story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit WordFM.com and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. At Accurate Solutions Group, we do financial and retirement planning, and we think of ourselves as servant leaders. We've been at this for almost three decades now. We know how to identify issues and find solutions that work, but we believe we're also charged to be faithful stewards for our clients. Ethan and I hold to the fiduciary standard in our investment practice. That means every bit of advice, every recommendation must be in our client's best interest. Period. End of story. So we put together retirement blueprint solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We'd love to talk to you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3555, 412-515-3555, or visit ASGRetire.com. I'm Kurt Kanodik. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hey guys, it's Scott Bauer here, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Are you looking for a super hot stock tip? Here at Prosper, we are always looking for exciting opportunities in the markets. And right now, all my students are salivating over this stock we are watching. In fact, I've got this hot stock written down right here, and I'm about to text it to you for free. I just need to know where to send it. Simply text HOT to 48542, and I'll text it to you instantly. How do I know this stock is so hot? Well, I'm a former CBOE market maker for Amazon Options, former vice president of Goldman Sachs, and I have over 25 years of professional trading experience. I'm telling you, this stock is hot. But be warned, the stock may move soon, so you need to claim it before it does. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Text HOT to 48542 and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Message and data rates may apply. Ready for some good news? Life insurance is more affordable than you think. Ready for some even better news? Your coverage can start today. An e-financial agent is ready to help you select the right policy from the most trusted life insurance companies. And it's all done over the phone. One call and you're on the way to the protection your family needs. Call one 866 244-5580 to get covered today 
or get a quote at efinancial.com. In addition to counseling and spiritual direction services, the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers educational opportunities in psychology of religion, domestic violence, spiritual integration, art therapy, addiction, dialectical behavioral therapy, and trauma. Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers an interfaith-friendly environment to help heal and educate. Continuing education credits are available. To learn more, click on events at pittsburghpastoralinstitute.org. Amy Simpson's with us. She's a regular guest on our show. Take heart, Amy says. We are not the center of the universe. Amy is an acquisitions editor from Moody Publishing. She's an author, a speaker, a leadership coach. She's the award-winning author of Blessed Are the Unsatisfied, Finding Spiritual Freedom in an Imperfect World, Troubled Minds, Mental Illness, and the Church's Mission, and Anxious, Choosing Faith in a World of Worry. Amy, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Always good. Thank you. Are you sure that we're not the center of the universe, Amy? (laughs) Shocking as it may seem, um, I am sure. Okay. All right. Now, it seems like everyone on Twitter doesn't know. Apparently not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And and you know what? To be fair, I forget Mm -hmm. (laughs) to. So, yes, we we often, you know, behave as if we are. And yet, and, and particularly, I think, in Christendom, you know, we think of ourselves as kind of the epicenter of of Christianity, and yet that's actually not true. And I find it very comforting to remind myself of that. So, so go into this, Amy, the center of the universe. Is, I mean, it's hard to separate ourselves from what we think, you know, everything revolves around us, right? I mean, this is how we're taught. This is how we're born, to the, to the manner born. And so how do we separate those two things? Yeah, you know, and I think this is, this is a an American, a mark of Americanism and Westernism, and yet it's also, I think, a mark of being human. You know, as human beings, we tend to think the world revolves around us, even individually. You know, we tend to, to, to be all about ourselves. So, you know, culturally, we often think we are the center of the universe. It's easy for, for Americans in particular, I think, to, to believe that there, our place in the world, you know, is indispensable. Um, and I think it's it's easy and very tempting for for Christians, for American Christians to think the same thing, you know, that we we, ha- we play such an important role in um, the, the spread and the, the life of Christianity in the world that, you know, the, that, that God's work sort of rises and falls on our culture mm-hmm. and, and what is happening in and around us. And that's just absolutely not true. And again, I, you know, I think it can be very comforting to zoom out a bit and to take a bigger picture perspective. In fact, you know, the more we do that, the more shocking it can be to realize just how dispersed Christian faith is throughout the world and to, to begin to recognize the, some of the work that God is doing in other parts of the world and, and that truly these are works of God. You know, that there are places like China, which now has the largest population of Christians on the planet. <laughs> um, you know, that that's incredible. And even a few decades ago, even within my lifetime, uh, I, I don't think any of us would have seen that coming. You know, I don't think anybody was really calling that. And yet that has happened, and I think it's just very obviously a work of God. So to, to see some of what God is doing in other parts of the world, I think, helps to put in perspective just how how little God needs 
us. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that he really, he and his work really do not depend on what's happening with us. So if we were able to step back and recognize that not only is, is our individual life not the center of the universe, but our American culture is not the center of the universe, um, I would suspect that we would end up being emotionally, spiritually healthier people. I agree with that. I think, and, and I think we would feel it, you know, right away because there's a tremendous amount of relief. You know, you think about children who... Um, you know, if there's something in their lives that some, some trauma or something, some dysfunction in their families that makes them feel responsible for their families, um, you know, those are not, ultimately, those are not healthy children. Um, you know, children need to know that someone else, bigger and stronger, more powerful than them, is in charge. Mm-hmm. And when they recognize that, when they feel that and they feel confident, they feel much more confident. They're able to go out there in the world and just be themselves and mm-hmm. knowing somebody's, somebody's got them somebody's watching over them. The same thing is true for us as adults, you know, as children of God. <laughs> we need to know that someone else, of course, God himself, much bigger, much stronger than us, is in control and is, the, you know, the one who's calling the shot, so to speak, that, that he is not dependent on us. We are dependent on him. And, and I think, you know, like you said, we would be much healthier, much more functional people. And, and I think more, uh, more focused in our in our following of Christ, if we really truly recognized that and believed it, rather than fighting for, as I think we often do now, fighting for territory, yeah, um, as if you know that's somehow important in God's kingdom. So, okay, I like the analogy of having that confidence as a little kid in your parents, and to, to sort of use that template as how we look at God and our smallness and. His vastness. So, how do we? How do you gain that bigger perspective? I mean, short of conversations like this, but you know, that's good to have that front and center. But that bigger perspective is gained. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's actually not hard to find if you if you actually go looking for this information. You know, even just doing some research on what God is doing worldwide. As as you look at you look at trends and you look at how the church is growing. You know, I I, I wrote a blog post on this um, six years ago. <laughs> And I was looking back at it because I thought, wow, this is so really relevant. And, and, as, and as I read it, you know, I was affirmed in that, that this is, this is still very, if anything, we have become more concerned about what is happening within the church and within Christianity. But we're very, very focused on our own experience and our own culture. And as we look more broadly, you know, there's a Pew, um, Pew Research study that was done uh, back in 2011, that showed the size and distribution of the world's Christian population and found that uh, about a third, just over a third, 36.7% of the world's Christians lived in sub-Saharan Africa and in the Asian Pacific region. Wow. So we, more than a third of the Christians in the world live in the, you know, in the, in the Eastern Hemisphere um, and in the Southern Hemisphere. And, you know, that's just not the way we typically think of it, you know, mm-hmm. when we're thinking of ourselves at the center of the universe, that information is not hard to find right. when we start going and looking for it and, and just taking a bigger view. Um, there are ministries out there, there are publications out there, and, and in the news, if we watch it with this in mind, we can begin to see a, a bit of a pattern about what God is doing in the world, and, and some places that have been unreached for a long time, like India, um, you know, who would have thought that there would be this great movement toward Christianity in a nation like India. 
Now, it's still a small percentage of the population, and yet there's been great growth in the Christian church in India. That is, when, when we start paying attention to that, you know, that is just clearly a work of God. And we can all be very encouraged as we just begin to, to pay attention to these things and to try to take a broader view. Um, I think it requires, you know, it requires faith, it challenges our faith, and yet it can really encourage our faith. Mm-hmm. Now, Amy, um, when you look at what the country's been talking about, especially online over the last five days. It's been he said, she said, I believe her, I don't believe him. Uh, The people that believe the same person I believe are the ones who are on my side. The people that believe the other person are the people who aren't on my side. The country's more divided, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is a dark spiral we're in. Um, So, I mean, I guess my question is how do we as Christians first of all, recognize enough to step out of that ourselves, and then try to, how do we model that in a way that just brings some salt and light around us? Yeah, great question. I think, and you're right, it is a dark spiral we're in, and, and I think it does not do us any good to ignore that. Um, you know, I think it's it's worth acknowledging that, that this is a dark, this is a dark time, and that, and, and grieving what we see around us, and yet, we can do that in with a mindset that still acknowledges that God has a larger plan, you know, that God is not uh, dependent on us. His plans do not rise and fall on what we do or don't do. Um, and he is, he is the one who establishes thrones, and he is the one who dethrones. Mm, yeah. um, you know, that there is, there is a, a massively greater power at work and an eternal power. So everything that we are tempted to get caught up in now, whether it's politics or it's, you know, the the bickering within our churches or the, you know, the burdens of our workplaces or, or our families, you know, all of that is, is temporary. Um, God's kingdom is eternal. So, you know, I think honestly, we just, we, yeah, at times like this, we just need to, to turn our eyes on, on Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, um, as the song says. Yeah, and just get out of our <laughs> own Yeah, get out of our own space a little bit. Exactly. And and one thing I love about that song is it says that the things of this world will we'll grow strangely dim. dim. Yeah. 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 It, which is, has been my experience honestly when we really when we really refocus on Christ and on who God is and on that sort of, you know, that strong apparent um, analogy that I used later, the the things of this world do they do take on a different hue and not that we, you know, we ignore them or, you know, we we just don't care about them anymore, but I think we, we can begin to care differently and to to come from a place of, of confidence and of, um, you know, being being healthy and, and functional people who, who can function well in a society that is dysfunctional when we are not dependent on that society for, you know, for determining who we are or what we're about. We can go back into our own culture as people who have a, a higher calling and who have a different purpose for our lives, which, you know, honestly has all the potential in the world to to make people think twice. To that. <laughs> Amy, thanks. It's always good to, to talk to you, have a little moment of clarity mm-hmm. here. Yes, Appreciate for it sure. Because left to our own devices, we are a nutty crew. I mean, holy smokes. <laughs> thanks, Amy. Really appreciate Great it. Amy Simpson, uh, she is uh, an acquisitions editor from Moody Publishing. Many wonderful books.
care. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. There was a a debate last night. Tom Wolf, Scott Wagner, running for governor here in the city, uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. But apparently, uh, he was not well received last night as the monitor moderator of the debate. I can't believe that. Twitter users jeered Trebek, the host of Jeopardy, for showing how much he knew about the state. The biggest problem apparently was that Trebek used too much of the debate of of his own musings. Hmm? Yeah. What's he musing about? Pennsylvania. Uh, A lot of different things. Um,. He pointed out that debating in 67 counties was an unrealistic goal, and uh, that started things off. He also said he, that he grew up in uh, he grew up Catholic, and that predatory behavior is everywhere, not just the Catholic Church. He said it's found in government, sports, and show business too. The brief lecture was one the audience could live without, with many people shaking their heads no as he talked. When the debate ended, wait, wait, Trebek why, wait, was wait, booed. Wait, wait, Alex Trebek was talking about the Catholic Church scandal at the. Gubernatorial debate. Yes, as, as the moderator. What? 
Yep, that's what he said. He said the predatory behavior is everywhere, not just the church. He said it's found in government, sports, and show business. The audience—that's a horrible argument. Shook his head, shook their heads, and then when I don't the care if it's ended, found everywhere. It shouldn't be found in the church. Oh, I think that's probably where we should start. So apparently, there's a guy Ryan Tarkowski, the communications director for the Pennsylvania State Police. He said, hearing a lot of Alex Trebek tonight. Not sure that I ever heard a debate moderator talk so much. Other hmm. other de- right. you know, other people said with the total of forty five minutes of debates time in PA governor's campaign, Trebek is killing a lot of time with meandering questions that don't get as far into the issues. He uh, interrupted the Pennsylvania gubernatorial debate to tell everyone he was never abused by a priest. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why would you bring Alex Trebek in? Why, why would you bring a celebrity in in the first place? Right? Why? But why? If, that cost? if you're if you're the moderator, why why do you start? Saying that abuse is everywhere, so let's not pile uh, on the Catholic Church. This is a good debate. Because he's a celebrity. Debate. He's a celebrity. He's they used can't to... help it. They no. cannot no. help it. Just have, just have like anonymous Joe be the uh. moderator. That's all. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A new fight is brewing over who will see the contents of that FBI investigation of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell rejecting calls from Democrats to make that report public. We'll get an FBI report soon. It'll be made available to each senator, and only senators will be allowed to look at it. Why are Republican colleagues so afraid of making this public? Democrat Chuck Schumer. Almost every step they take... It seems they have something to hide. With the FBI charged with completing its work by Friday, McConnell left open the possibility he could begin laying the groundwork for a final vote before the report is issued. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow by 122 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 37. The S&P down by one. Oil down slightly 7 cents to 75.23 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then... A premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product, and they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. 
Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. A tornado watch is in effect for the area until 11 o'clock this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and thunderstorms crossing the area during the evening hours tonight. Some locally strong early on, the low 58. Tomorrow, clouds breaking for some afternoon sun, high 75. Mostly cloudy, warm and humid Thursday with a couple of showers and thunderstorms around. Some heavy in the afternoon, 78. I'm AccuWeather's Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was doing some yard work over the weekend, and um, I'm always curious about the first caterpillar of the season that I see. What? (laughs) That's so random. No, it's not. Mike, are you always obsessed with the first caterpillar of the season? I think about it as soon as I wake up every morning. I know, I understand, because it is a big deal. Well, here's the deal. Now, this may be a wise tale, but I believe it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good logical setup. Listen, when you see your first caterpillar of the season, you look at how thick it is, how fat it is, robust. All right. Because the bigger the caterpillar the more severe the winter is supposed to Wait, be. Wait, hold on. That may be a wives' tale? <laughs> I'm just, you think? I'm just, I, look, it's you as think? good as the Farmer's Almanac, for well, goodness exactly. sake. Exactly. It's what I've always said about the Farmer's Almanac. Okay, so anyway, I saw this caterpillar. I was out there doing some yard work, and it was a white caterpillar. I was like like oh. an albino one? I said, I had never seen this white caterpillar. I took a photo of it, you know. So then I'm holding it, you know, looking at it. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, well, later on the day, I'll, I'll, um, you know, I'll look do a little research on a white caterpillar. Mm-hmm. First thing I look on Google, here's the headline. Venomous white hickory tussock caterpillar spotted in Pennsylvania. If you see the white his hickory tussock moth caterpillar, don't touch it. <gasps> the insect's fuzzy black spines contain venom to ward off predators, but can also irritate human skin. Oh, my gosh. Is that what's on your arm? Yeah. Apparently, it's caterpillar abrasion. What the heck? Who 
gets caterpillar. I did. Sure. I did. Okay, so there it is. Okay, so there, there's okay, it on Okay, show Google. me this picture. I'm looking at okay, it on there. Google. Oh, yeah, that is a weird-looking caterpillar. Okay, so then let me show you my photo. It's the exact same caterpillar. I'm like, what the heck have I done, John? You know, all of a sudden, you know. Well, you're trying to get close to nature. Well, I'm just looking. I'm just curious about the winter forecast. You could, you could go like. That's in my backyard. Yeah, that's the same caterpillar. Yeah. You could go rub yourself in poison oak and see what happens. <laughs> Your arm looks bad. Yeah. You know what it looks like? Um, it, wait, show me that again. It's on. I'm looking at John's wrist. It looks like a poison oakish, ivyish thing. Is yeah. what it looks like. Well, apparently it's caterpillar venom. The farmer's almanac. Mike's holding. Mike's up. holding up the farmer's almanac. Yeah, you don't have to pick up a caterpillar <laughs> to figure out it's going to yeah. be a bad winter. You can yeah. read this 2019 so, actually, old farmer's almanac. Actually, or you can just say, "Well, I'll figure it out when it comes." Yeah. I'm just saying, too. I think the caterpillar method has been, it's always proven fairly accurate. Oh ac- my gosh, it's always proven fairly accurate. But, Come on. But this year, apparently, I'll be dead because yeah. of caterpillar venom. <laughs> right. So get your old snow shovels out. All right, listen to this. John. Today's Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Um, an article written by Anne Marie Chaker. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. She tells the story of a woman by the name of Aviva Wittenberg. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a lovely lady. Don't Aviva you think? I like that Wittenberg. Name. Aviva Wittenberg. She packs two school lunches every morning. One's vegetarian, the other's dairy free. Oh my goodness. Okay? And her children take them to their two separate Toronto schools mm-hmm. that both have nut free restrictions. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like lunch packing in two thousand eighteen. Okay. She's a forty three year old information technology consultant. She has two daughters. She posts her lunchbox create her lunch I can't say it lunchbox creations on Instagram every day before noon. People. I despise this. Oh my goodness. One recent Tuesday, it was veggie and tofu samosas surrounded by an assortment of eight fruits and vegetables. Eight. Including broccoli, grapes, and lupini beans. It's a very hungry caterpillar. Holy a woman. <laughs> By 3 p.m., the image had 111 likes. Really? Beautiful, wrote Christina Deep, a 38-year-old stay-at-home mom in West Hollywood. I wish my six-year-old would eat that lunch. Hmm. Welcome to the world, the Wall Street Journal says, of competitive school lunches. People's obsession with posting pictures of food on social media has moved to the lunchbox crowd. Posts on Instagram about lunchboxes rose 90% in the first nine months of this year. So now that's a thing. That's a thing. That's really interesting. So did did you take a lunch? Did I take a lunch? Sometimes I took a lunch. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I ate at school. I see. But I pack a lunch every single day for my daughter. Yeah. Oh, do you? Every day. Yeah. Every single day. We do for our kids as well. Okay. Do you know what goes in the lunch for my daughter? What? Three things. Every single day. One is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Hey. Okay. The second thing are carrots. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is some kind of fruit. That's about it. It's pretty That's basic. It. That's how I grew okay. up. That is not like the veggie and tofu samosas surrounded by an assortment of eight fruits and vegetables. Eight? Listen, what are those kids going to grow up to be like? They're going to grow up to like expect restaurant quality yeah. like every you know, eating moment of their day. Everything's downhill after this. This is craziness. This. this is oh. craziness. Listen to this. The lunchbox craze has helped fuel a cottage industry that includes specialized utensils, pre-written parental love notes, and lunchbox planning apps. <laughs> I'm not wait, even kidding. Wait, I love the pre-written parental love yeah, notes. Yeah, I like that too. Listen. Uh, Dear, and then there's a blank. Nancy Yen 
Uh, she's a stay-at-home mom, and she launched uh, her own uh, company r- related to lunchboxes, if you can believe this. She says, quote, we've gotten deep into the psychology of lunchmaking. A big theme that has emerged in my consumer research is the guilt-ridden working mom. It was, I can't be there for everything, so I'm going to make you the most amazing lunch. I'm going to make sure you know I love you, and I'm going to do it at night when the kid's asleep, and it's going to be amazing. So guess what sprung up? Lunchbox support groups. No. I'm not making this up. Lunchbox support groups include Think Inside the Lunchbox and My Lunches for My Girl. They're on Facebook and you can join them. (laughs) If you feel inadequate about the lunches you're providing for your children, you can join a lunchbox support group. That's an awful lot. Parents say that when they post their creations on Instagram, it creates a bit of healthy competition. It's motivating, said Danielle Oltian, a 46-year-old scientist in San Marcos, California, and mother to two children. Some days are more ambitious than others, but everyone aims high the first few weeks of school. God bless them. No, it's sick. No, 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 no. It's not. Of course, yes, God bless them. But this is not something to laud. And No, this is sick behavior, John. Don't you think this is sick behavior? Yeah, of course I do. But it's just indicative of the world that we live in. So uh, Lunchbox Support Group. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go there. Are you you want to go right there now. and see what it is? Have what's you found going on one? On Facebook here? Yeah, Think Inside the Lunchbox. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. what it's called. Healthy, easy recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ideas for kids' lunches. Lunchbox. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, it looks very pretty, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, uh, I've am i said this many times. I'm one of seven kids. When I was a little boy, I would see – so my mother would make seven lunches every day for us kids. And they were – Your l- mother made seven lunches every day. Every day. So they were in the you know, prototypical brown paper lunch bag yeah. with you know your, uh, your name on it. But I remember being a little boy and not yet getting, you know, in that flow, like being in like, you know, kindergarten and looking at those other bags, those five bags before me on the counter thinking, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait till I get my own. I cannot wait. So finally, the day came. What do I get? I'm so happy that you're the same way. We got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, an apple, maybe a couple of pretzels, and we're good to go. There was never any love note in there, anything like that. What about what about a um, wait, one of these things? I want to ask if it ever included a um, an egg an egg frittata. No. Did it include a cheese tortellini? <laughs> we couldn't even pronounce tortellini. What about lunchbox themes? Did your mother ever pack food that all surrounded the idea of Legos or Star Wars? No, no she did not. Mm. She gave me a kiss goodbye and said, "See you. Have a nice day." That was it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'd come home for lunch. Can you imagine that? She just get all seven of us out the door, and then we'd all come back in two like, and a half hours oh later. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that? Uh-huh. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, Mike, yeah. so there are three kids in your family. Correct. Did you uh, do a packed lunch, or did you eat lunch at school? Uh, we did packed lunch. We did those uh, those things called lunchables. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. My, I didn't like them. No, no, my kids would get those once in a while as like a treat. Lunchables. Yeah. That always felt like cheating. Yeah, and I always always compared my my lunch to everybody else's lunch. Of course, it was like a game. It was like oh, so oh, that brings up a good point. So then these kids with these high end lunches, right. they're driving Cadillacs. Okay, but this is what's weird is so you used to compare your lunches to other kids. Now the mothers are comparing their lunches with other mothers, mm-hmm. but the kids are as well. Obviously, I wonder how old that mother is. She's One is thirty eight. One is thirty eight. One's forty three. Okay. Do you uh, think that matters? I just figured if she's a millennial like me. Like all millennials are amazing, like me. Anyway, you're breaking up. What'd you say? <laughs> no, no. 
she probably is comparing her lunches because she compared them when she was little mm-hmm. yeah. to other kids' lunches when she was in third grade. Or so we've been scarred by peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Occasionally, when I got into high school, we started sick we went on these egg salad sandwich jags. I had so many egg salad sandwiches, which I do love. Egg salad is a delicious. Oh, thing. it is. Oh, it's it's very great. delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you little sidebar here? When I go to a deli, I am sort of loathe to order tuna salad or oh, egg salad. Oh, you're so you are you missing out. Kind of, no, no, no. Egg Listen. salad because somebody mm-hmm. else has made it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the mayonnaise, the freshness of the mayonnaise. It's a deli. It's, it's like cold a in there. It doesn't matter. No. You Listen, get, it's a recipe for food poisoning. In every single deli I go to, no matter where it is, I always get tuna salad. And Do compare. you really? Always. Really? Always. Okay. Where's your best tuna salad oh, in the city? I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. There's a tie. A tie? There's a tie right now. In yeah. the city of Pittsburgh? Two, there's a tie. The first is shop and save. <laughs> okay. Doesn't that surprise you? Yeah, it does. It surprises That's why I'm me. Yeah. It surprises me. Apparently, yeah, it's made at the um, at the Route Eight Shop and Save, and then just sent out to all the different locations. Oh, kind of so like eating park pies. Right. Right. So it's made in a central place. It is fabulous. It is a uh, Seven ninety nine a pound. Hmm. Okay, how, how, how does that compare? Well, it's a, it's one dollar more than the one it's tied with, which is at T Bones Market, which is uh, right mm. off of seventy nine uh, in the at the Wexford exit. T Bones is a little family owned market that I absolutely love. Their tuna is great, and six ninety nine a pound. Interesting. So those are those are the two clubhouse leaders right now. So when you put your tuna salad, you put it on what kind of bread, or do you put bread on it? Sometimes I put it on a tomato. A if, tomato. If it's in the summer, you cut open. Oh, you know, sure, you, sure, you, sure. Dice, yeah, yeah. You, you open your tomato, kind of like a flower. Yeah. You put that tuna salad right in there. So, do you not make your own tuna salad? I don't like my own tuna salad. Why? I what? don't know. I it's, love. I can't get enough of the liquid out of it. Oh, I like it kind of dry. That. Of course you do. Yeah, I want. I like it a little dry. When I make my tuna salad, I put mustard and onions in it. Oh, with okay. mayonnaise. The onion can be overpowering. It's just a little. No celery. Just a touch. Uh, I'm not a big celery fan. Really? Celery to me is, you know, I'm, my my onion sort of takes up the crunch factor. Yeah. You do need the crunch factor, though. Right. How, how about pickle juice? Oh, I've never done pickle oh, juice. Oh, that's a, it's an important element. I always keep, Little you know, after I finish pickles, I keep the juice in the fridge in case I made tuna, make tuna salad, in case I can't make it to T-Bones or Shop and Save, hmm. the two clubhouse leaders. Pickle juice. Mm-hmm. That's an undervalued beverage, isn't it? I dated a girl who used to drink pickle juice. Well, now it's, like, thing. now it's like a health drink. Now, Is it really? Oh, yeah. There are lots of athletes who drink swear by it. Drink pickle juice. Yeah, because it has so much sodium in it that it, it's like it, super it salt. replenishes your electrolytes. It's like Gatorade. I mean, it's much better. I Do you like Gatorade? No. Isn't My it kids, horrible? the worst. I think it tastes awful. Right. Yeah. So pickle juice is actually better for you than Gatorade. Gatorade is particularly bad for you if you're not an athlete, but everybody's drinking it like it's some Ugh. kind of health drink. Yeah, it's not good. Terrible. Anyway, so please go try the tuna salad at T-Bones okay. and a Shop and Save. Right. Take a break. Highly come recommended. Back. Got a little bit ahead here. What's uh, what's coming up next here? Yeah, we're going to talk. Oh, uh, Amy Julia Becker. This is wonderful. Yeah. Growing up in North Carolina, how does she look back? Did she have a racist upbringing or were people just taking care of each other? 
Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. And here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It gives me inspiration and hope. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family. And we would love for you to tell us about it. It's really encouraging to me. Whenever I need to be uplifted, there's something on to uplift me. So visit wordfm.com slash story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. It's encouraging. It's inspiring and it lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. Visit wordfm.com slash story and share your video. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. And if you know Marley, you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance because they provide both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you choose. So if you pick Highmark or UPMC, Mayo, uh, Johns Hopkins, wherever, Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, because you can forget about the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley Financial a call now at 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at MarleyFG.com. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after hour calls, return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Amy Julia Becker is with us. Amy Julia has been a guest on our show for a long, a long, long time. time. 
Uh, she is the author of many excellent books, Small Talk, Learning from My Children About What Matters Most, and A Good and Perfect Gift, Faith, Expectations, and a Little Girl Named Penny. But her newest work drops today called White Picket Fences, Turning Toward Love in a World Divided by Privilege. And with that, she published a, an excerpt from the book uh, in Christianity Today called I Grew Up with Black Household Help. Amy Julia, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, congratulations on the new book. Tell us about um, the town you grew up in, North Carolina. Well, I grew up in a small town in coastal North Carolina, about 5,000 people. My parents are both from Connecticut, but they moved to um, this little town in their mid-20s before I was born. And it was a really bucolic town. I mean, it's known as one of the prettiest towns in the South, um, right on the water. And I had a lovely childhood in many, many ways um, with, you know, both the beauty of like historic homes and also really lovely, you know, Southern hospitality and people. And we had a um, great church community and I really loved my school and um, I loved growing up there we were able to you know safely walk to town by ourselves etc etc um we also i learned later on looking back just at the demographics of the town it was um 2500 white people 2500 black people and there was a um large disparity as far as income we had three uh black people who worked in our home not full-time but um over the course of a given week i would certainly have spent time with all three of them And in retrospect, when I looked back on the disparity in our lives, um, both the intimacy of our relationships, but also the distance, when I look back in terms of um, what what I was given as a child and what uh, the people who were working in our home had been given, uh, they all grew up under segregation and so um, had not been given the same educational opportunities or job opportunities that I would be as a kid. I just started to recognize that what had been beautiful to me was really painful to other people. Um, And so it didn't make me, you know, think that the town was a terrible place. It just made it feel like a very complicated history instead of a simple one. Right. So the complicated nature of it is what makes us all, you know, in regard to our background or even especially when we travel to different parts, it makes you have to sit back and say, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is here. So let's look at your background that way. So um, you say that you could look you feel like looking back that you're tempted to do one of two things. You're either going to look at your uh, childhood neighborhood as being um, segregated backwater or a bucolic landscape filled with flawed but generous people. You could look at your parents as a couple who ignored conflict, repressed their emotions, or you could look at them as people who were loving and grace filled and provided for people. I mean, it's tempting to just do one or the other, right? I have really wrestled with that tension in lots of different areas of my life. Certainly with those examples of looking at the town, looking at my parents, um, even sometimes looking at my own life. I mean, I think we sometimes can see ourselves as, you know, every, all all the problems we have or think of, think in terms of the gratitude for um, who we are. And there's, um, but living in that tension is what I've wanted to learn how to do, to be able to name what is broken and unjust and needs to be changed while at the same time saying, and here's what I'm grateful for. 
Um, and that's true in individual relationships. It's true in terms of history. It's true in terms of ideas. I mean, we talk in this country a lot these days about our founding fathers and the ways in which their lives did not always live up to their ideals. And, you know, to be able to name that as attention and still be grateful for the ideals that they gave us, um, I think is really important. Yes. So the people that you name in the article and in the book, White Picket Fences, Samuel, Vera, Caroline, these people were with you often. I mean, they, they helped raise you. And later on, as you, your family moved up north, of course, you lost contact with them. How old were you, uh, Amy Julia, whenever you said goodbye to them? Did you ever see them again? You know, um, Vera is still alive, and that's not actually her real name, but we still actually write letters to each other. Um, and I moved away 31 years ago. Um, and so have a, you know, I mean, we exchange Christmas cards, maybe you're in touch once a year, but I have a little sense of what's going on in her life and her husband's life now. Um, Caroline and Samuel died when I was around 20, um, so about 20 years ago. Uh, and we did have some contact with them just in going back to visit, you know, after we had moved. Um, that said, the older I got, the more I was aware of the, um, the disparity, you know, in our lives and the ways in which, um, yeah, we just had, had been given really different opportunities as, as human beings. But one of the things they gave me um, in different ways, I and mean, they were each very different human beings, but nevertheless, they all contributed to my sense of um, safety and stability um, as a child and to my sense of self as someone who was valuable. I mean, I still remember Caroline talking to me about my singing voice when I was six years old um, and just being really, really um, grateful uh, for her affirmation of me and the way that she loved me well. Hmm. So if that's what they contributed to your life, then I know this is hard to ascertain, but looking back, what do you think you contributed or and your family contributed to their life? Um, I do. It, is, it certainly I cannot speak for them. And my perspective is still in some ways that of a child, because that was uh, when I knew them. I know that um, I learned as an adult that Caroline had a hard family history um, in which she had lost her son and um, as a result had lost touch with her grandchildren. Hmm. Um, so I hope that we, she was an incredibly nurturing woman um, and really uh, did, I think, I hope, enjoy children. So I hope that there was, on the one hand, I'm sure a sense of loss and grief in being around us, but I um, hope and pray there was also a sense of fulfillment um, or a gift to her in, in being with us because we were really grateful for her presence in our lives. Um, and I think there was also, you know, just a sense, um, my parents really had great respect for um, Vera and her husband, James, in particular. Um, they are just faithful Christian people. And regardless of their economic situation, they were tithing regularly to their church. And so my parents were able um, just to help them, do the paperwork and even help them get a loan for um, purchasing a house, mm -hmm. which might not have been possible otherwise. So there were just some like practical um, ways that my family was able, I think, to offer something um, in return 
to them. But again, it's, you know, a complicated um, thing. Right, to- right. Because then, so then you look back and you can either say, well, you know what, look, I, I grew up in this racist town in a, a place that only offered opportunities to white people. And so the whole thing was a total waste. And I'm embarrassed that I even lived there. But it's mm. but you can't do that, right? Because there are yeah. there, there are more stories that need telling than just that one. Absolutely, and um, I think there is a sense of grief um, that a lot of places in our country hold over the racial tension and injustice that has been present north and south um, for so many years. But there's also in the South, especially, there's been more intimacy between people of different races just because of physical proximity and demographics. Um, And gosh, I do not pretend to know how to um, heal that at all. But I think it's important to note that um, that's a it's a wound worth exploring so that it could Mm -hmm. be healed, even if it takes a really long time. Amy Julia Becker is with us. Uh, her brand new book drops today. I can't wait to see it. Read it. White Picket Fences Turning Toward Love in a World Divided by Privilege. Amy, um, always when you're with us, uh, I think this is how you first intersected with us by introducing us to your daughter, Penny. And I was telling Kath that um, I was looking at uh, somewhere on the feed today uh, on the internet, you posted a photo of Penny going into seventh grade. Um, hmm. We just feel like we know Penny in mm-hmm. some way because we've you've been with us for so many many Since years. She was a baby, yeah. Um, talk to us about Penny. Uh, how's she doing? And yeah. how's seventh grade? Penny is twelve years old now. She's in seventh grade. She's doing so well. I was pretty nervous about seventh grade. Um, I think I will be for all my children and especially for my daughter with Down syndrome. I was um, nervous about seventh grade, but it's been great. She's um, got. A burgeoning social life, which is pretty funny. We just, um, I actually just dropped her off at jazz class and before that dropped off the friend who came over after school. And she is really studying and learning a lot in her classes and um, just truly um, a wonderful girl who has a really full life. And actually, in White Picket Fences, I do talk about the experience of having a child who was born into the same you know, economic opportunities and white family, obviously, as um, as my other kids. And yet, because she has a disability, is um, also a part of a group of people who've been discriminated against um, historically and even in the present. Um, but it's really awesome to see how when someone who is easily marginalized is given support and people who believe in her, I mean, her life is like a thriving contribution to mm-hmm. our community. And I believe that's really true for lots of other people who we marginalize. But, like, those are really, really valuable um, lives, and we are missing out if we don't believe that. So in your looking back at Penny, that helps you to also look back further at um, the people that served your family when you were growing up? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of um, the people who were, you know, in my house and in my life, it's never been hard for me to know why I was grateful for them or like what they had to offer because as a child, um, the, the love that they, um, offered to me was very, um, real and clear. And I, I received it as a child. It was very simple in that way. Um, and probably simplistic on some level, because again, I wasn't thinking outside of myself. I was just thinking, here's what I got from them. But certainly, um, I think that it is easy to assume, I think one of the things that actually happened in our town is that people assumed that um, 
because African-American people had been in positions of service for so long that that was how they were meant to be mm, which right. I and what they wanted and what they wanted to be right what they wanted yeah, to be yeah and that so there were lies that were even implicit in something that felt really good to me as a kid that like someone was taking good care of me so that again as an adult feels a lot more complicated and really important to actually pull those things apart like yes Vera and Caroline and Samuel had immense gifts to offer um, but they probably were much bigger than what I could see as a child who sure. was just like, yeah, they take good care of me, you know? Right, right. So I think it can go, it, it can be bigger than that. It is bigger than that. Yes. Well, it's a fascinating subject and uh, I appreciate your struggle and uh, you're trying to find the truth in something that's very complex. So Amy, Julia, thanks. Congratulations to you on the release of your brand new work. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk with you all. A pleasure is always ours. White Picket Fences turning toward love in a world divided by privilege, Amy Julia Becker. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old-time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. I'm Nick Soboleski a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-452-6990. That's 800-452-6990. 800-452-6990. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, 
pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. A tornado watch is in effect for the area until 11 o'clock this evening. We'll see a couple of showers and thunderstorms crossing the area during the evening hours tonight. Some locally strong early on, the low 58. Tomorrow, clouds breaking for some afternoon sun, high 75. Mostly cloudy, warm and humid Thursday with a couple of showers and thunderstorms around some heavy in the afternoon, 78. I'm Aki Weathers, Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. This um, phrase, self-care, this is something new to me. Well, I think it's kind of new. Is it? Well, I think that label is new. When I think of self-care, you know, you know what I think of? Um, what? Dove. <laughs> why? Is that part of their ad campaign? I, I don't know why. I just think, you know, oh, like... You Maybe know, someone at Dove is very happy to hear you say that. Like that, a body wash or something like that. It's self-care. Self, self-care. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> body wash. <laughs> you know... I don't like body wash or shower gel. Can I just no, say I, that? No, I agree. I my, really like soap. Me too. Do you? Yeah, my kid is big on body wash. No. I, I, I feel like that's too much. I think it's like super scented. You yeah. know what it feels like? Shampoo. I feel like I'm being coddled. <laughs> when I put that on, I think... I don't deserve this. You big sissy. <laughs> what do you need this for? Self-care. You're right. putting on body wash. Right, right, right. What is that? Yeah, I don't understand My it. kid buys that. Right. Casey, I'll try it. Okay, so but back to the idea of self care. Okay, so it's so you feel like the term makes you feel like you're being coddled. Yeah, or you're being what too narcissistic or mm-hmm. self consumed. Yes, yeah, really? all those things. Yeah, self care. I mean, we were raised to just take care of yourself, do the right thing, show mm-hmm. up on time, and you know that you'll that's, be good to go. That's self care to me, right? You're taking care of business. Okay, what do you think self care is? Well, I mean. I hear that through the lens of, you know, more of our psychology culture, which is the fact that, well, you know, you have to go to yoga and I have to, you know, shop at Whole Foods and I have to pack my school lunches for my child so that they can be at the absolute peak cognitive function. And then I need to post it on Instagram. So they can play Fortnite till 3 Mm -hmm. a.m. I don't know. It's got to go deeper than that. Right? Maybe, I hope it has to go deeper. Maybe we're just ignorant and jaded, <laughs> right? Right. Well, well, but you know, you and I are. You know, we understand what self care is. Yeah. I mean, I think without calling it that, I mean, we have. You know, we have a policy that when both of us are on vacation, we usually don't talk, and we certainly try not to talk about work unless one of the person who's here is having an emergency. Right. Despair. So that's a kind of self care, right? Is it, you know, you don't, we don't work when we're not supposed to be working. Yeah, you're putting up fences to protect yourself to keep right? you that's, from falling into an abyss. That's part of the thing, right? I get that. I think, that's good. Okay. I think focusing on laughter as much as we do here, we the do. three of us. I think that's prob- that's a, that's an important part of self care. Laughter, self care. That's good. Yeah. Um, oftentimes we'll uh, <laughs> we'll shield ourselves from angry or outraged emails or phone calls. That's a Boy, form of self care. Speaking of outraged emails. Whatever. What was going on last night? People are like getting all over us online. I've gotten. uh, I feel. uh, I've gotten better about that. 
Oh, you don't take it as much to heart. See, that's self-care. No, it is. It used to be years ago when oh, we'd get – because the part of this job is you get a lot of criticism. We would get the criticism and we it would just wreck us. Oh, my god! Just destroy us. I mean you – know. <laughs> I couldn't – don't put the – holy smokes. Yeah, I, you know. Okay, so, so self-care is a positive thing despite my you know notions to turn it oh, into yeah. something self-loathing. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We're going to talk from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, um, Leanna Fuller. She's going to join us. And uh, stick around, won't you please? More self-care talk ahead. And it doesn't include Dove Body Wash, I guarantee you. Don't put your blame on me. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? 101.5 WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit WordFM.com using the keyword story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit WordFM.com and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. If you're serious about wanting to be your own boss and if you're serious about wanting to succeed, your very first phone call should be to Vanguard. Rob Thomas is living proof of how quickly you can grow with Vanguard Cleaning System's proven model of success. That's a shock. It ain't it shock me. (laughs) When I started, it was me and my brother in a truck. Now I got two company trucks, eight people that work for me, and I got an office on Braddock Avenue. And that's in a year and a half. They give me my first car track a company down on the north shore the next thing you know one turn to two two turn to three three turn to ten because they got good reviews about my work makes me feel like i'm making a difference the trainer was good you get a lot of one-on-one time facetime and it's not like you go through training and that's it they're always a phone call away you want to go to vanguard because they're going to put you in the best position to succeed with vanguard backing me sky's the limit to start your own janitorial business in the pittsburgh area call vanguard cleaning systems of western pa seven two four eight seven zero forty one twenty. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Okay, so we were just musing on self-care, mm-hmm. which uh, is a good thing, right? I think so. Good I thing. mean, but it's, we, a, even, it's a fairly if, new thing. Even if you don't like the title, I think instinctively you've learned that to survive, you have to do it. Right. Take care of yourself. You have to. Right. Leanna Fuller's with us. Dr. Fuller is the Associate Professor of Pastoral Care at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Leanna, uh, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Real good, thanks. Okay, so tell us, you know, at the very beginning of our conversation, John said he felt like self-care seemed too narcissistic. Yeah. Um, And he felt like he didn't want to engage in it. Too wimpy. Right. What do you think? Well, I think that feeling is not uncommon for a lot of folks when they hear the term self-care. It feels a little bit, for some people, too self-indulgent. Um, like that maybe there's something wrong with, you know, giving that much time or attention to oneself because we're taught, you know, growing up, many of us, that um, we should put others before ourselves, for example. Um, for others, it does have this connotation of sort of a certain kind of um, industry or product, right? So that we're being sold things like bubble baths or mani-pedis or um, certain kinds of food, things like that. Um, and so I think there's real valid um, wariness about that particular uh, aspect of self-care. So I think it's not uncommon for folks to think about it that way. Yeah. Um, so then talk to us. Is there a theological perspective, a Christian way to look at self-care that's productive? Well, you know, that is a really good question. And I think it's also a little bit complex in the sense that, as I was just saying, um, one reaction that many people have to the term self-care is they resist it because they feel like, no, I'm not supposed to focus on myself. I'm supposed to focus on others. And for Christians or other people who are religious, I'm supposed to focus on God. And I don't deny that those are really important teachings within the Christian tradition, certainly. I think the problem is that over the centuries, those teachings have sometimes been used to uh, encourage really extreme forms of self-denial, Um, particularly in certain groups of people, so that um, some people in our society may be socialized to put others ahead of themselves all the time, which usually results in um, some unhealthy ways of living, because if we never attend to ourselves, we actually usually burn out in whatever it is we're doing, and then we're not able to be of service to others. And this is really what I try to, to teach my students here at the seminary, is that in ministry especially, where the demands are very um, varied and complex, it can be very easy to just attend to other people's needs all of the time. And if we're never attending to ourselves and noticing in ourselves what needs tending to, it's very easy to get burned out um, and exhausted and neglect the relationships Mm -hmm. that are most important to us. Mm -hmm. And that is actually not a good place, I think, for anyone to be. Right. And there's probably a tipping point when you can become so selfless that you end up actually, because you're not caring for yourself, you end up hurting people who care for you very much. 
Absolutely, and that is actually something that we see um, specifically in clergy, that clergy who do not tend to themselves appropriately sometimes end uh, end up either burning out or acting out in specific um, kinds of ways that are really destructive. And in that respect, they end up hurting not only themselves, but the people they care most about, their families, and also the communities they serve. And so if you want to think about this from a theological perspective, um, I think it's, it's really very simple in the sense that God has deemed creation good, and that includes ourselves, uh, our bodies, minds, spirits, souls, everything about us God has deemed good, and therefore we've been given a responsibility to care for all of God's creation, and that includes the self from my perspective. Um, and it also includes keeping the self healthy so that we can be in service to God and mm-hmm. to others in a constructive way. So when there is no self-care, um, you were talking specifically about pastors. I'm sure that, you know, a pastor that is ill and unwell um, mm-hmm. can wreak havoc on a congregation. Oh, absolutely. And you really don't have to look far in the news or other places in our culture to see examples of this. We see acting out many times through sexual inappropriateness. Um, that's one way that this appears. It also sometimes appears in um, substance abuse. And, of course, I wouldn't uh, limit this to clergy at all. There are plenty of other professions where people who are not tending to themselves appropriately end up acting out in these ways. But it may also just simply result in burnout or complete exhaustion, where a person is not able then to fulfill their duties. And uh, they're also often not able to fulfill their responsibilities toward their families and other people um, who depend on them. But with self-care, we can also go to the extreme as well, can't we? I mean, of course. I mean, we look at the narcissistic society we live in between Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest Mm -hmm. and yada, yada. I mean, it just feels so self-reflective in Mm -hmm. so many ways. Mm -hmm. I feel as – I mean, I get it. and I know exactly what you're saying. Um, But holy smokes, um, less of me, more of God. I think that's my self-care. Right, and I think this is where it can be helpful to kind of reflect on where we each are individually, because I think there definitely are people whose default setting, if you want to put it that way, is to be more self-centered, to be more narcissistic, and to really think about everything in terms of their own needs. I don't think that's an accurate description of everyone. I think some people, actually, uh, their default setting is more about neglecting themselves Mm -hmm. and attending to everyone else first. And either one of those extremes can be very destructive, as we've just been talking about. And I certainly don't want anyone to hear me saying, oh, we all just need to be really self-centered. But um, I think it's important for all of us who participate in Christian community to be thinking about this. Which, Which way do I kind of tend to lean naturally? And what would be the corrective to that? So if I tend to lean more naturally toward self-centeredness, maybe I do need to start thinking about putting others before myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I am a person who tends to just take care of everyone else and never tend to my own needs, well, in that case, perhaps I need to be putting up some more boundaries. Uh, You all were talking about that a few minutes ago. And thinking more about how I can tend to, to my needs as a human being um, and find other ways to help others get what they need that don't necessarily depend on me providing it all of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Leanna. I think that was a good corrective. You know, we're not going to be incredibly self-centered, but if we don't ever take care of ourselves, then we're going to end up hurting people anyway. Right. Absolutely. From Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, Dr. Leanna Fuller has been with us talking about self-care. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Come back. we got lots more Do you ahead. feel better about it now? I do, yeah, because, you know, 
left my it's own not, devices. It's not I'll, like the shower gel thing. No, I'll pull the negative into it, and then there goes my self-care. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after-hour calls, return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. The T.J. Martell Foundation, music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. So all of you coffee drinkers, you're really particular about stuff. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that's like part of the whole, uh, like, subgenre, is that you have to be, like, super geeky about a particular element of coffee no i don't think that's true oh, no, i just I think, think that's living you know in the american i mean my parents grew up drinking coffee they had a coffee pot on the stove for you know decades yeah but your parents aren't living now i know i but, mean i'm saying if but it seems like everybody who is living now is super particular about coffee well yeah maybe that's true mm-hmm. like i mean like if i if i'm driving Wait, around, you're saying you're not particular about no coffee? I'm, i am particular oh yeah uh-huh. I, what i want is well, i'm a, gonna sit back i want a strong I want a very dark and a very hot cup of coffee. Oh, okay. And I don't want it in a styrofoam cup. Styrofoam is evil. Um, I want it to be like, you know, strong and dark. Just give me that. Okay. Do you buy it in a particular place? Well, <laughs> no, that's a whole other conversation. No, my wife, you know, Rhonda will go out and buy the coffee. And so she, uh, the good news is we're both like-minded about how we like our coffee, mm. which is very helpful. So she'll buy like a French roast. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes she'll buy the beans. Sometimes she'll buy the things that's already ground. But, you know, French roast is, pr- you know, pretty good and pretty dark. Okay. So we're happy to go there. And are you particular about how it's made? Like, do you have a mocha pot or do you do a um, ceramic thing or no, do you, would you do know, a Keurig? Late, or? We've kind of gone over the map. Like, people have tried different processes. Lately, the past, I don't know, year or so, she's just using these little paper filters and these little things. And you pour the boiling hot water over the ground coffee and it streams into the cup below, which is fine by me. And so then you just drink it at that point? No. She does, okay. but then I put it in the in the microwave for forty four seconds. You just poured boiling water over the coffee grounds. I want boiling water. I want hot coffee. Holy smokes! I would burn my lips within. Well, then I put a little cream in there and a couple of. Uh, Why forty four seconds? Not um, forty five. You don't want to round up because I'm just hitting the four. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that is the path of least resistance. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't need to work it that hard. Okay. All right. So why do you bring this up? Well, just because I saw an article today. This is also Wall Street Journal. It said that uh, there's a new thing called the Ember Ceramic Smart Mug. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wait, please don't tell me this thing is Bluetooth capable. No, it is. It is. It is exactly what it is. 
It's equipped with a built-in microprocessor and a dual-zone uh, heating element at its base. You control the temperature of your coffee via your phone. What's it cost? Via, via your phone? Yes. Well, come on. Yes. It's yeah. Like a gag it lets you dial up or down the coffee's temperature, and it mm. keeps it stable for about an hour until the battery fades, which is right on target according to experts because they say coffee degrades after an hour. Really? Yeah. There are three internal sensors in your mug, and it's displayed in real time on the app, which you find on your phone. Yeah. It keeps it at the ideal temperature, 126 degrees for a latte, 130 for coffee, 132 for tea. In your case, I don't know, 210. I don't know. <laughs> Although what you're doing. Tea season's coming up. I just had a cup of hot tea over the weekend. It's always tea season. Tea's excellent. For coffee drinkers who don't enjoy feeling the burn, uh, there's a pricier travel mug option, which has a rapid cooling system that pulls heat out of the cup. You'd hate oh my that. Goodness gracious. Okay. The person who, uh, tech, who tested this out, Matthew Kitchen, he said that uh, getting, he, he thought it performed well, but getting bombarded with persistent smartphone notifications about updated temperatures and the need to charge his mug got old quickly. Hmm. So what do you think? It's uh, how much for how much for the mug? Eighty dollars. Oh, forget it. No. Oh, way. come on. That's ridiculous. Mike and I were ready to chip in, weren't a we, Mike? Bluetooth yeah. mug. Is a dishwasher safe? Probably it does, not. It doesn't say anything it about it. Probably isn't. Well, I you mean, can't put a Bluetooth thing in the dishwasher. Exactly. So I mean, was it now you don't want it? No, of course not. Look at not. how dismissive you are. I do not want it. Just it's better than styrofoam. I got it for you. For Too late. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.